welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we talk about all the chapters on Visit Shonen Jump website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And we have Flame of Rekka Volume 9 this week. Sure is Flame of Rekka. Yep. <laughs> For that, we have Shonen Jump, though, of course, as always. I don't always start with my impressions of it, but I frequently do. I thought it was a very weak issue. I thought it had some really good bits. Okay, well, we will get into that as we go, starting with the brand new series, Our Blood Oath, Chapter 1, Blood Oath Brothers. What did you think of this, Kevin? It was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's got, you know, very generic shonen vibes, but visually it reminds me a ton of Ghost Reaper Girl, Yeah, which is a new monthly series that's running in Jump Squared or Jump Plus. I can never remember which it is. Yeah. It's on Viz. We don't talk about it because monthlies are hard. Yes. It's also very weird in that it's read left to right. Yeah, well, at the request of the mangaka, they have flipped it to read American style. The mangaka is wrong, but... Yeah. It, like it, I said, it very is, weird. It is at least his choice and not... Yeah, it was not Viz. Yeah. But anyway, visually, like the main character in this has a scythe that just is very reminiscent of it. Even the art style is. And it just really did nothing for me. It's about a vampire and his adopted brother who is adopted by vampires. Yep. And they're trying to make it so vampires and humans live in harmony together, and it's good. Mm -hmm. They save a chump from his family that was possessed by vampires. Yes, vampire spirits. Yes. Because there are different kinds of vampires. Oh, of course. Gotta catch them all, Kevin. Yes. Yeah, this really did nothing for me. We'll see as it goes on, but the main characters, like their bond is very exciting to me. The power set, like I said, is just so similar to Ghost Reaper Girl. But it doesn't have the interesting dynamics that it does, nor do I think the art's as good, although it's very comparable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything else you wanted to say on it, Kevin? No. All right. That will bring us to Burn the Witch number four. If a lion could speak, we couldn't understand. What did you think of Burn the Witch, Kevin? If I hadn't known beforehand that he was working on a season two of this, I would be extremely disappointed. And I found that out afterwards, and it felt pretty obvious to me yeah reading it it'll be very interesting to see if this takes off as a method for jump to do stories or right because hunter hunter could benefit from this format where you come in you have a, a air quotes limited series yeah but that just means you do a couple chapter store you do story arc at a time basically yeah i found this to be incredibly disappointing and yeah. just kind of a bad chapter if i'm being honest fair like, there's that sort of central pillar in the beginning, in the middle, and this is, you know, a repeated motif where he's talking about how fairy tale magic is bullshit because it just leaves you at the end yep. and you have to do everything yourself. But this is a chapter where their commander from off screen snipes the enemy with powers that we haven't seen before. Quote unquote enemy. Like... Yeah. Um, and also, Balgo gets a magic sword for no reason, like a fairy tale. Yep. Despite which, which then they uh, completely ignore because yeah. the dragon immediately gets sniped afterward. He's like, oh, I have a magic sword. Oh, the dragon's dead. Well, I guess I'm done. Yeah. You know, despite the theme being about how fairy tales, deus ex machinas are bad. Yes. Also, it's kind of giant space flea out of nowhere. Not fully to that degree, but remember how we had a conflict between knife, knife edge and the main characters? Yep. No, we're fighting this dragon that turned into Cinderella. Yes. Okay. Shrugs. Yeah, I found it really disappointing, to be honest. I didn't think it had any of Burn the Witch's normal strengths. The ending seemed kind of rushed, which is super weird when you consider he wrote this a year ago and knew yeah. exactly how long he was going to have. Yeah, it just really did nothing for me. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? I mean, the like fairy tale archetype dragons is an interesting idea, at least. But yeah. again, for a, a chapter that says the end at the end of it, even though it's not actually the end, mm -hmm. it just, it seems so episodic. Yeah, this definitely does not seem like, and that's why I said, since I knew beforehand, it just seemed like, all right, well, that was a cool preview for what's coming next. It didn't even really feel like a conclusion to this story, though. To no, Th but that's what I mean. Like, this felt like a trailer. Okay, I, I can kind of see that. But like I said, I would at least want these four chapters to be an episode, basically. Yeah, I get that. And, and I mean, it does feel like that in length, but not in content and 
story arc, not in terms of character arcs or anything. Yes. Just, you know, you have ramping tension, ramping tension, ramping tension. Giant dragon comes out of nowhere. Let's ignore everything we ramped up before, and now it's over. Yep. Yeah, I just did not care for it very much. Anything else you wanted to say on it? No. Okay, that brings us to One Piece, chapter 990. We're almost to 1,000. Army of One. I guess Basil Hawkins hasn't shown up in over a year. He's shown up. It's been over a year. Has it been over a year? Yes. Last time we saw him was when Law, he was uh, interrogating Law. I guess that has been that long. Damn. Yeah, it's more that this story is kind of flying. Yeah. In a weird way. Like, it doesn't feel that long because, like, in narrative time, if you just read this, it would not have been that long ago. Yeah. It would have been, what, like, a month? Well, I mean, less of that. I mean, it, it depends on how you're reading it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like this chapter. I would like this story to kind of get on with the the show, so to speak, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, I do. Like, this is more the Straw Hats are strong doing strong Straw Hat stuff, which is fine. But I want to see them square off against some people. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we see, uh, we see Luffy punching one of the numbers. Yeah. And we have Drake coming out. And he's following Kobe's advice of like, hey, Luffy's a pretty cool dude. And so Drake is like, hey, I don't want to die here. Luffy, help me out. Well, to be fair, the, he finds out that they knew he was a traitor and they were going to kill him. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess I could team up with Luffy. Kobe says he's a cool guy. Yes. There was a meme going around that was Kaido's hiring form. And it was like, are you loyal? No. Uh, <laughs> can I trust you? No. Do you turn into a dinosaur? You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> pretty good. I also like the little thing with Hyogoro. Yes. The, the old guy who's like, hey, yes. Luffy looks like that. You know, why does Luffy takes on the form of the spirit guardian? Referencing his gear four form, which has like the weird tattoos that mm-hmm. cover him, which is probably going to be an interesting bit of lore. Because I- like, I've always thought like most of his transformations made like physical sense. Like, when he goes gear second, he turns more red because there's more blood. He's got, like, blood pumping faster through his veins, and he's, like, heating up, so that makes sense. But it was I thought it was always weird that he got the weird monkey pattern for... I mean, I think that's just Odai slipping in his inspiration, because I've heard this uh, talked about in interviews before, and I've seen the specific Guardian Deity statue that it's modeled after. Mm-hmm. So I just think this... And Honogura has mentioned this before, so that just kind of... Like I said, read to me like he was throwing that bit in there. Yeah, and, and maybe it was. I was just saying, I'm always hoping for little tiny tidbits of lore like that. Like, oh, he looks like this thing. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I wasn't against it. I still enjoyed this chapter. Yeah. I'm just ready for this story to get going, and we're introducing more elements, which, to be fair, is what makes One Piece great. Mm-hmm. But Hawkins like, oh, there's only a 1% chance that this random guy is going to survive. It's like, so you mean a 100% chance? (laughs) Yeah, it's like because you're talking about Luffy. (laughs) Unless you're talking about Kaido. Or yourself? Question mark. I I doubt it. I'm I'm sure he's he was reading Luffy there. I mean that's it's only that that's so obvious I feel like it must be something else is the only reason that. That that's also fair. I kind of felt that. Anything else you wanted to say on One Piece this week, Kevin? I liked some of the like the Sulong forms of Dogstorm and Cat Viper. Yeah. Like, you know, we only get like a panel or two of it, but it's still pretty cool. All right. That will bring us to Phantom Seer Chapter 3, Name, which just feels like a chapter of Phantom Seer. Yep. They go to a haunted house. The Phantom is the house all along. Mm-hmm. He was hoping it was this girl that's rumored to make you normal, but it wasn't. And they're like, hey, let's rely on each other. Yay. Yeah, like I said, it just this series isn't doing a lot for me. No. Fine. Yeah. Not offensive, but next week we won't have to talk about it and I won't miss it. Watch. Next week it's gonna be great. Yep. I'll be like, oh, did you see that? And they're like, Yes. We both read every chapter every week. <laughs> yeah. That is the premise of the show. <laughs> All right, if we don't have anything to say on it then, that brings us to We Never Learn question number one seventy three, Tomorrow Night's Pixie Part Five. I don't know if it was just me, but I I like this chapter of We Never Learned, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like it had it, if you know what I mean. There was something off about it, and I couldn't place my finger on what. It's stuff we've seen before a lot, but that's not atypical with We Never Learn. Yeah. With, like, basically, the old man from last week who's like, hey, I have a secret mountain spa. You should hang out there, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But, of course, Konami shows up with two of his student, older students. Yep. 
because one of them is the granddaughter of that old man and shenanigans ensue and he has to hide underwater like Konami tries to hide him from the other two girls. Yes. One of which has a clear crush on Yu-Gi-Oh, which is adorable. Yes. And I did really like the panel where she's like, hey, Konami, I saw you two, so do you. And then it's just like a triple X and then yes. triple X, triple X, triple X. And Konami whispers something to her that makes her blush explode and like go blasting off again. Yeah, while saying, I'm I'm not adult enough for this. Yes. I don't know. I, I like it all on paper, but it just didn't have the normal punch. It, it all worked fine for me. Like like you said, I really liked that bit with the girl being like, have you guys been doing adult stuff, but with all the, the silly lettering and stuff? And I wonder how that worked over in Japanese. It's specifically X's and O's, which usually donate kissing. So I think that was intentional. And yeah, I but I, I'm wondering same. if it was X, like if it was literally X's and O's in the Japanese or text. Or if it was of like, some sort. Or... Yeah, some... It's just kind of a language thing of like, yeah. do they have some kind of like kanji that represents this? But I liked that, and I liked Konami's kind of deepening relationship with Yu-Gi-Oh! And then, of course, the cliffhanger at the end where her dad is coming to the island. Yeah, I think that might be part of what didn't work for me. Okay. Um, Not that I dislike it, and I like that the story's got some forward momentum, but it just felt oddly distracted i don't know i still liked it it just you know we always talk about we never learned being great and i and it didn't elevate this week i don't know if it's just i've seen too many you get thrown under tables and pools and stuff too many times too many times like i said i liked it so anything else we wanted to say on it no nah. that would bring us to dr stone z equals 165 know the rules make the rules there's a submarine in this. Yeah. I also thought this chapter was a bit confused with the action. Part of it is just it's moving too quickly. A lot of it, honestly, is I didn't super love the end where they get boarded with machine guns and they get beaten by guys with spears kind of off screen. I like it thematically. I understand what they're mm -hmm. going for, but I didn't feel like the action was very clear. And this series, for the most part, has been, you know, the rule has been guns beat you with a melee weapon, no matter how anime you are. Yeah. Which is one of the things I like about Dr. Stone. Yes, but I also like that they kind of turn the tides by doing exactly what you would do against somebody in a situation with a gun, where they ambush them inside the passageways of the deck. Yeah, I so just wish was the like, art had been clearer, especially after last week when I was, you know, ready to give Bochi a purple heart for his drawing of an airplane in the sky. I still think, like, the submarine looked awesome. It did. Let's specifically the hall ambush. I, I actually liked the way the Hall ambush was drawn, where it was basically, it was that moment of, it was literally his, like, his eyes gleaming from the darkness, and then it was like, and we defeated you because we jumped, you know, jumped out of a passageway, and once you get in close, your machine guns aren't worth anything. Yeah. Like I said, I like it in theory. I just, I, the art needed to carry it more, and I didn't think it did. I did. I liked it. I, I do like the repeat of Senku. Using that gas that causes engines to stall. Yeah. To stop Stanley, I, which is I, a callback. Yes. I also really liked that where he's like, so the reason Stanley's going to lose is because he's used to regular dogfighting roles, but we're fighting in this isn't a regular dogfight. You know, I get to change the rules because things are different. Yeah. Because we're not in fancy fighter jets. We're in planes we barely cobbled together. Well, and it's not also because like Stanley was fighting as if they were in planes that they were cobbled together but he was like yeah that first dog fight was like this but i have knowledge of that first dog fight so i'm able to come up with something that they would have never thought of yeah and i liked that turn of it where he was like i'm gonna carpet bomb you because it's like oh he's taking evasive maneuver excellent cool we can use that to get some altitude on him yeah i really like that aspect which is why i wanted to bring it up okay anything else on dr stone all right, that brings us to High School Family, Chapter 3, Our Class. This this series is garbage, Kevin. Yep. It's garbage. Skip. You, you need to wrap it up. You need to throw it in a trash can. That is just bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have I have else? nothing else to say. Just... Okay. Uh, that brings us to Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 12, Garuka Utagawa. This is not garbage. No. This is exciting. There, There is a Ayakashi who is pretending to be a human painter who is a devotee of the cat they have captured, who's yep. trying to free it. Yes. 
I don't know if there's anything more to say. There's tentacle grape. Yes. In this chapter. Yes, there is. And and painting powers. It's all good. I feel like I should say more because I actually really liked Ayakashi Triangle this week. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, it's kind of like all that. It, it is taking the turn I wanted where it feels like this will be a longer term antagonist, if not a longer arc. Yeah. Anything you want to say on it? I was kind of hoping to get something with the other friend. Me too, but I still feel like there's time for that. Yeah, they can the totally future. do it like after this arc, so that's fine. It was just kind of like, all right, cool, we're fighting this painter guy. Octopus powers activate. Speaking of octopi, last but not least, we have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Depth 10, the death of Samajima, who does not die in this chapter. Nope. I thought this was pretty good, too. Yeah. Mostly, so Kaji, the gangster bad guy, grabs Chaco in the middle of this and starts escaping. He's like, I, I am a marlin. I'm the fastest creature in the sea. So Samajima starts driving his cop car, car after him. Well, because <laughs> Dolphin's chasing him first, and then he starts taking off even faster. He's like, I'm the fastest in the sea. And Shark is just literally in his car looking out the window going, oh, really? <laughs> and it was just so good. So he jumps into the water. So Samajima stunts the car off the cliff and dives in. And manages to do everything perfectly, where even he was like, I was not expecting that at all. Uh-huh. And that, my favorite myth, though, is when Chaco escapes, just like, like lifting the arm <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's visual comedy, so it's so hard to yeah, describe, but, no, but it's so good. It, yeah, that was excellent. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be kidnapped anymore. Like a loon- I'm a Looney Tune, and you're not, so. Yes, well, she does that, she swims away, and he's like, yeah! And then, like, two panels later, he looks down and realizes there's nothing under his arm. He's like, uh. Yeah. So. Yeah, we get some more stuff with Dolphin, where he's got this weird hand that it, like, it looks like it's, like, made out of bone. Like, that's why he tends to wear gloves. And it's, like, the hand of the Destructor or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, this series is taking off. I hope this one doesn't get canceled under our feet. With our luck, it will, right? Yeah. It'll all be high school family and me and Robico, and we'll be like, I guess it's time to stop reading Jump then. <laughs> we'll just read we'll just read One Piece, so it'll be the One Piece podcast. Yeah, that sounds good to me. My hero uh, steps up its game, we can go back to that. I just forgot it was, because it wasn't here this week. It wasn't, it was sad. I'm, obviously there's some stuff in Jump that we still really like. Yeah. Speaking of, that brings us to Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything we read, not just the stuff we talk about, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 20 chapters this week, like usual. What do you have at number 20, Kevin? I have me and Robico down at number 20. Okay, interesting, because I thought me and Robico was actually pretty good this week. I, I just, I I wasn't a fan. I think it's because I like the gotcha gorilla bullying joke. Like, that's the best joke me and Robico has, right? Yes, but that's also kind of why I didn't like it. Because they were like, well, people really liked this one. Let's do it again and again and again. Okay, it's really starting to get kind of old. Uh, I don't know. I still like it. It works okay for me. And I like that he has a little sister that has a crush on the main character. I don't know why I like that. Mm. But it's an aspect that's added that I enjoy. And I like that everybody else in the family looks like gorillas. That's nice. I have high school family at 20. That's it, It's got that's one fair. joke and it's poop. Yep. That's what you got in 19? Yeah, I have it at 19. What do you have at 18? I have a Gravity Boys. At That's 18. what I have at nineteen. Yep. There's baseball jokes. They're they're almost funny. Almost. That's why it goes above high school family for Fair. me. Like I can't tell. Jokes were written. Yep. What do you have at seventeen? Magujan. So I have that at eighteen. Uh, it's this is one that's like it's for me the comedy block. It's usually like this one's the it's fine. Like. I don't laugh that much, but at least other than the other one, like besides the other ones where I actively just kind of groan at having to read them, it's like, 
All right, another issue, you know, chapter of Magu-chan. It almost went in one eye and out the other. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not how the phrase works, but I don't listen to manga, so. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't think it was very funny, but it was not boring like the other ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that that's what I mean by it's yeah. usually one of the ones that's like, eh, hey, it was fine. What do you have at 16? So I have Undead and Luck at 16. We're at seven, I, 17. We're at seven, are we on 17 still? Yeah, I did Magu-chan. What did you have at 17? Yeah, okay. I had Burned the Witch at 17. Okay. And I feel like I said my piece on it. I just felt super disappointed with it. That's fair. And I, like I said, I feel like the themes of the work are out of tune with the work itself. Mm-hmm. So I had Undead and Luck at 16. I felt like it was trying too hard, because it's like, oh no, Billy's the traitor! Who? <laughs> I think he's the guy who fed cake sticks. Yes, he, he is. Like, he's been introduced before, but it was that moment of, who? He's the traitor. I, I don't know who that is, so him being a traitor doesn't affect me at all. Also, there was a traitor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I put it a little higher, because I thought that was at least interesting, but I definitely get where you're coming from. Yeah. Of it's just this super quick move. I have our blood oath at 16. Okay. Just did nothing for me. What do you have at 15? I have marking at 15. Same. Is all right. Yeah. Um, That's it. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Action movie. Oh, yeah. Well, there, there was it, was some a, good it was a romance movie. Yes. That turned into an action movie because the guy wanted to play superheroes. So there, there was some pretty funny jokes of like, they start like flying around like, are they using wires? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What do you have at 14? Phantom's here. Same. Sure was a manga. That sure was a manga. It happened. There was a chapter. It was fine, but whatever. What do you have at 13? I have Black Clover at 13. Okay. This just felt kind of yammy, or not yammy, you know, you know. being like, I'm important too. It, it, that's not exactly what it was, but it's like, I need to be part of this mission. Okay. Yes. Let's go off and form the team. You didn't even pick anybody besides agreeing to have Yuno along, which, like, of course he was going. He was the rival and stuff. Yeah. I completely agree with you, and yet I put it quite a bit higher. Okay. So I guess that's just a matter of lots of stuff I didn't super like this week. Mm-hmm. I have Mashal at 13. Okay. I think it's just because it's like, oh, and now there's a deus ex machina who's walked in. Sort of? It, it, it's not fully. Like, it's not like he extradates the plot, but it's like, and now this guy we've never heard of. I guess never heard of is not accurate. Never but, seen. Yes. Never seen and have no reason to think would show up. Yes. Has shown up. Well, except that he's the brother of y- yes. the one guy. But it's not like the brother wrote to him and was like, weird stuff's going on at school. No, that's fair, but... I'm in the middle of a story arc here. I can do some backup, bro. <laughs> it didn't bother me as much because he does show up and save the day, but like the Naruto guy manages, like he beat his opponent. Yeah. And then someone else comes in yeah. to fight him, and he beats that guy. So it's like, that doesn't honestly feel that weird. Plus, I liked the bit at the end where he runs into Mashal, and he's like, this guy has some weird power. It's not magic, but he seems dangerous. And Mashal is just sitting there going like, I need to refill my energy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, it just didn't do much for me. I did really like the beginning with the girl. Though. Yes. What do you have at number 12? Mashal. Okay. Like, <laughs> I was defending it a little bit, but... It's not like I felt super great about it. Oh, uh, that's where I put Undead Unlock again, because okay. I felt like stuff happened in it. It did. It was just, I was extremely disappointed. Billy's the traitor! Yeah. Who? <laughs> Who? What? Who's the what now? He's the traitor. There was a traitor? Also, who's Billy? <laughs> oh no, they stabbed this guy! Who? <laughs> what do you have at 11? I have Hell's Paradise at 11. This was a more confusing chapter of Hell's Paradise. Stuff is definitely going down... Next week's chapter should be pretty interesting with the fight between the head executioner guy and Renfa. I, I always forget, but one of the one of the Lord Tenzin's brothers. It's very confusing. Sisters, cousins, sis, sister, family members, unit thing. I just forget. I always forget which one's which. But I was like, oh, that should be pretty cool. I have me and Rebecca at eleven. Okay. Again, I, I thought the jokes worked this week. Fair. I liked it more than the other comedy, that was for sure. That's fine. What do you got at 10? I have our blood oath at 10. Okay. I thought it was pretty average, so it ended up kind of around the middle of the list. Like I was like, oh, there's some cool stuff in here, but 
Eh. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 10. Okay. I like, like I've said it before with Jujutsu Kaisen, I like the way it breaks down fights. Mm-hmm. So I liked a lot of that aspect to it. Yeah. But I have, like, no investment in this fight whatsoever. It's like the main character was possessed, drop out of the sky and into a fight. And he's like, oh, I'm in a shonen fight. I better do a shonen fight. Yeah. That's not exactly what happens, but. So I have Burn the Witch at nine. Okay. I like, like, because I knew that there was going to be a season two going into this, this felt more like, hey, here's a cool cool trailer of like like you said the aspect of the dragons being the fairy tales was cool and i didn't think on the fact that it was the one guy being like hey fairy tales are bullshit and then immediately having fairy tales happen although he's technically the antagonist so that could still be on theme for the manga where your antagonist like fairy tales are bullshit no no, but it's nenny who says that is it nenny who says that yes oh Oh, yeah that's right never mind (laughs) Like I said, I guess my real problem with that is they're calling it season two, which you know, they can call it whatever they want for marketing reasons. I can talk about why that's dumb another time. Yes. But that implies this was season one. And if this is what a season contains, yeah, I don't know that I want to see another one. I'm just wondering how this is going to play out with the anime starting in the, October. My thought, I thought the anime was just like one movie. Like it was one unit of anime. Oh, is it? Like basically an OVA. I might be wrong about that. I'm not following. I don't know either. But that I, was my understanding. So I, I was assuming the anime would be just this, and maybe the first chapter as well. Or, you know what I mean. Not yes. The, the original chapter. The original chapter. Yeah, I don't know. I have Black Clover at nine. Okay. I completely agree with you. I don't know. Maybe you know being like, you know, rivalry, Asta, just made me feel something. Like I said, I didn't really think this issue of Jump was great. Mm. So, what do you got at eight? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at eight. Okay. I've helped Paradise at eight. Yeah. So... Itadori has a huge beef with the guy that he's fighting because he watched him, he's like murdered a bunch of people, uh-huh. and he feels responsible because he wasn't able to stop him the one time, so that's why this shonen fight is happening, and I do really like the, like, alright, I'll uh, contain all my power in myself and strike straight at his heart, and then Itadori, and they were like, oh yeah, he used his dropping the knees to get like underneath him and kicked him in the face, like, you know, a sweet martial arts move. Like I said, that is what I really like about Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. I think it's its greatest strength. And if I cared about the fight at all, I probably would have put it higher. Like I said, I have Hell's Paradise at eight. I liked the fight in it a lot. And like I said, I thought this was a weak issue of jump. So mm-hmm. that was enough for me to put it a bit higher. What do you have at seven? I have Chainsaw Man at seven. Okay. So this episode, or episode, this issue... Chapter? Chapter. There we go. This chapter of Chainsaw Man is very weird. Yes. So I I do like it. Now I'm thinking it's not his intestines. It's an umbilical cord that's coming out of his stomach and is wrapped around his throat. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that that makes a whole lot more sense. I was like, why is his intestines shooting out? No, it's an umbilical cord. Okay. That makes a lot more sense with the kind of imagery you're going with here. And like, I like the idea that chainsaw man is the devil who can like obliterate other devils we've heard that before but we get details here yes about how like he basically when the chainsaw devil kills a devil it eats them and they're gone and that also means what they represent is gone yes so we find out like aids doesn't exist in this universe and nobody knows what it is because at some point the chainsaw devil destroyed aids makimi's like there used to be three other things that could happen to you at the end of your life that were worse than death but yeah, Chainsaw ate those. He ate those. I liked that. I like. She was like, "Do you remember what happened in the Holocaust?" And he was like, "The one guy was like the Holocaust. Yeah, the Nazis. Nazis." <laughs> and it's just like, wow. Yeah, 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 Chainsaw Man ate those. So <laughs> yes. you don't have to worry about them anymore. And like I said, Chainsaw Man is by far at its best. I think when it's exploring these weird concepts. Yeah. So it was very cool. And, and the idea that like Makima was like, "No, I want to make the world a better place. I'm going to have him go kill death and." Yeah. Like illness and like all sorts of stuff that sucks. Yeah. And then and then I like when the guy was like, Well, what happens if he turns on you? Well, I'm a fan of his, so you know, I'll get to be a part of him forever. And it kind of says she's the control devil. We don't get that like clearly spelled out. But like hasn't, hasn't she spelled that out? Ha- maybe she has before. Yeah, I, but, like, I'm pretty what sure. What would she it mean before. if Chainsaw Man destroyed the idea of control? control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's very similar to stuff that's in Undead Unluck, but I think Chainsaw Man does this abstract concept stuff better. Yes. So I have it quite a bit higher. higher. Yep. I have Dr. Stone at seven. 
I really like the dogfight stuff, but like I said, like the submarine, I liked it, but it's just one panel in the middle of it, and I'm sure we'll get more of that, mm-hmm. but it seems kind of weird, and like I said, it's really that ending. I just don't think the art carries it as much as it needs to. I like the ending. Yeah, at six. So I have Hardball Cop and Dolphin at six. Okay. I did really like it. I really enjoyed... For me, like, I know that Shaco just lifting herself out was great, but no, for me... That is what put it higher for me, is, like, yep. those specific panels. Like, I was staring at, like, the visual comedy on them. Like, you know, I didn't super love this chapter, but that's so good. Yep. For me, it was, I'm the Marlin, the fastest fish that's in the also sea. In the, like, and just in the, ca- in the car. Really? Like, yeah. It's, oh. got, it's got real good comedic time. Yes. That was very good. I have Mission Yuzakura family at six. Okay. I really like this chapter. I like... All the Mitsumi stuff, and then that it's focused on her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sweet. I don't really know what more to say about it. No, that's fair. I had it higher, obviously. Yeah. So I had one of five, right? Yeah. We are at number five. I have a Ayakashi Triangle at number five. Okay. I I really liked this thing of Ayakashi Triangle. I just liked the stuff above it more. Yeah, I had Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin at five. Okay. We just talked about it, so. Mm-hmm. Good there. What do you have at four? Dr. Stone. Okay, that's where I have Chainsaw Man. Gotcha. So we flipped them. Like I pretty much said all I want to do on Chainsaw yeah. Man. Do you have anything more you want to add on Dr. Stone? Yeah, it's because you pointed out the art last time it made me look, and yeah. this still had aspects of it. Like, obviously, there's still great art in the dogfighting yeah, yeah, and stuff, and the submarine shot looks really cool. And when I talk about the art at the end and not doing it, it's not that it's drawn poorly, don't get me wrong. That's all entirely the way the art is telling the story. Yeah, that I well, feel like you were, could be better. You were literally talking about just the ambush versus yeah. like the dogfight and the submarine stuff also looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, look, Boichi's an all star. Yep, and no I, doubt about that. I personally liked the hallway ambush and the kind of it swapped to that almost horror element of it shows you nothing, and there's an effective range for machine guns and you got within it. What do you have at number three? I've mission Yozakura at number three. I. I really liked it. I really thought it was cute. I liked the the Mitsumi Taiyo stuff, and I liked just the joke at the end where you know they they managed to make the super manju bun, and he still he like goes into the death state, and it's just like in a little like editor's note thing of like the death state happens regardless of whether or not you get it correct. Yeah, it's like oh, Big Brother's still not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I liked all of them trying different things and like. The one hacker gamer chick is like, um, my AI is distinguishing this as a, yeah, registering this as a weapon. Not a food. Yeah, and you see Nato eating it, and he's like exploding. And she goes to the witch trying to figure out what's wrong, and she's like, oh, are you trying to poison Poison someone, someone, dear? For me, I I mean, the visual humor with Chaco is just what put Mission Yosakura family where it was for me, because I went back and forth on that for a while. I have We Never Learn It 3. I still really liked it. Like I said, there was just something about this chapter, and I Mm -hmm. couldn't place my finger on it. It didn't seem to have the same spark that gets We Never Learn first places all the time. Mm -hmm. What do you have at number two? I have One Piece at number two. Same. Again, I didn't think this was a great chapter of One Piece, but I didn't think Shonen Jump was great, and it did have plenty going for it. Yeah, the Drake I, thing is cool, the, the Hawkins thing is good, and it is still cool to have the Straw Hat showing off. But... Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. So what, did, so that, what does uh, that put number one for you, Kevin? I have We Never Learned at number one. I did not have the weird dissonance of thinking that this didn't click. I think everything worked really well for me for We Never Learned, so I really liked it. Um, I have Ayakashi Triangle at one. Okay. I just really, really enjoyed it. Like I was saying when we talked about it, I felt like I should talk about it more because of how much I enjoyed it. But I don't know. I just thought it was very good. I'm very excited to see the next chapter of that. Yeah. All right. That does it for Jump Card. We will be talking about Flame of Rekka, Volume 9, after the break. So we read Volume 9 of Flame of Wrecka this week. Do you have any first impressions, Kevin? Anything you want to open with? 
Just like the Dark Tournament, the fights are getting longer and longer. Yeah, and there's some guys who want to beat up the bad guy so they forfeit to the heroes. Which in the Dark Tournament, they didn't actually forfeit. They just helped them after they lost. But Yeah, well, there's a there's a bit of that, but I actually did really like the one guy being like, well, I'm going to forfeit to the heroes because I'm going to die five minutes from now like without them doing anything. So what's the point? I mean, I didn't dislike it, but I... There was kind of a what's the point from a storytelling point of view to that for me. I guess I think it's to get like build up some more hatred for these like their their next specific bad guys. Yeah, I guess what I've said about Flame of Wreck is I think it's really bad at that. Yeah. So I think you're right. It just didn't work on me. Yeah. I do like the ending like cliffhanger of a chapter where he's like, this fight's outcome is already been decided. And then the next chapter is like, I forfeit. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's like a decent joke, but it's not really supposed to be funny? No, but it it was fine. The animal girl refs arguing over who's going to ref the rectified is kind of funny. Yes, I like that. Especially with, so, dragon ladies. The dragon is in love with Rekka. Is it Someone else is a huge fan of Water Sword Guy. That, like, I know his name, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, and then but the like, dog is like, no, we have to be impartial. Yes. <laughs> So I like that they all come up with the idea, well, why don't we just all ref one match? Perfect. Yeah. And again, it has that dark tournament tension building stuff, but it does it way worse. Where like Water Star guy is like, oh, also, I'm not fighting this time. Like, yeah. Out of the middle of nowhere. It's like, no, that's that's not how you build tension. You you like play up his injury and you have him be like, oh, I want to fight. Yeah. And you have the others be like, no, you can't. And then. Yeah. Like, it should not be a surprise to both us and Rekka that yeah. he's not participating in this match. And they do the thing at the beginning where the good guys clearly win, but it gets called a tie. Yeah. Which, again, like, I, I get what you're going for, but you just don't have the tension. Yeah. And it, it was one of those, like, even the ref was like, everyone knows who really won. It's like, yeah, but uh, you're the, the ref and can make that call. Like, it just ble- uh, it oddly bleeds the tension out when it's trying to build tension. Yes. Because it's basically the H- Team Hawkeye would be like, we don't even need Water Sword Guy. He's going to take a nap. Yep. Well, because it's, again, they are fighting a team of four this time. Yeah. Which just feels like laziness on the creator's part. He could create a fifth guy. Yeah. Or he of- could create tension with four guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. And again, there's just lots of stuff trying to build up these bad guys, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, they're double secret for the even secret or evil voice that Kure has. Yeah. That kills the traitors. Yes. That makes them better, I guess. Yeah. It, and it also, like, the thing that really kind of bothers me is, so there's the the leader of the double secret assassin group. Like, these are my, you know, these are my two weakest underlings. We'll have them fight first, and then I'll get super disappointed when they lose. Like, ah, well, you know, they were paltry losers anyway. Um, what? Aren't you, like, you're supposed to be, like, the baddest of the bad, and yet you're like, nah, he doesn't matter at all. That's, like, that's not even evil. That's just being an asshole. Like, Yeah, and also, this is a four-round fight, so if you lose two rounds, you can't win. Yeah. You can only tie. Yeah, like I said, I just, I, I remember when uh, people were talking about Last Sayuki, our favorite darling child who is sadly passed on from this world. Yes. They would say, well, it's good, but it's not jump good. And that's really what I feel about Flame of Wreck. I use the phrase standard shown and fair probably too much on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But like, Wreck is super that, but it's not good enough for jump. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in jump, so. Yeah. Like, it's good enough to be a big fish in a smaller pond, I suppose. Yeah, it's fine. Like, there's little aspects, and of course there's always the issue of, well, it feels, you know, really close to this thing, so I keep comparing it, and unfortunately it keeps up falling short. And, like, what's with this random jester who shows up to tell them how to beat their opponents? It's, they're trying to add in Hisoka? <laughs> I mean, I, I thought he was the guy from Circus who died, but he's dead, so. Well, he'd shown up beforehand. He did? Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, him they, he him has he has shown up beforehand. That's how memorable he is. Yes. You, you don't remember him. Well, like all the Flame of Wreck characters who aren't Fuko. Yep. I really don't know if I have much more to say about it. This makes for a very short podcast, but it does. 
but it's two fights, neither of which are very interesting. Rekka fights an evil copy ninja. Who's not really a copy ninja, he's just using illusions. But then he has a riddle dragon make smoke. So that he's like, I can illusion harder. That's how illusion fights go, right? I'm that was actually like a kind of cool aspect where it was like, I can I've been making fake flames. It's like, all right, well, I'll make illusions and mess with your head that way. Yeah, like I said, it just didn't do much for me. It wasn't as good as the last illusion fighter who, you no. know, covered them in scorpions. Yes. And then the the guy who turns invisible kind of like the fact that it was like, ha, you lost because you were bloody. I was like, well, he just turns invisible. It's not like you can't hear him. Like, I would have liked the other guy to pick up on the fact that it's like, well, you have this giant metal scythe that probably makes quite a lot of noise as you're moving around. Yeah. And like I said earlier, it's just like the jester having to tell him that takes so much away from it, I feel like. Especially because it's one thing if he says it to the audience or like, uh, you know, a couple members in the, the literal audience of the fight. But there's a lot of the crowd shouting, this is how you defeat your opponent. Yeah. In Wh- this. Which I guess they're trying to go for, hey, you know, all the people they've befriended are helping them. But, yes. But all the people they've befriended are boring. Or Rekka's mom. <laughs> I don't feel like they didn't defeat Rekka's mom. No, but she's the one who helps in the illusion fight. She's like, oh, it's that thing. And like, you know, thanks, exposition, mom. What would I do without you? <laughs> and honestly, I was kind of annoyed at the end where, so Fuka's fight is up next and yeah. Rekka stays out on the ring for Which some is, reason. I, and I think it's not allowed in the rules. No. I mean, the rules are so vague and made up. Yeah. Who's nobody nobody, nobody anyway, stops has way him. more consistent rules than this tournament. Yes. But. Nobody stops him. And it's just like, even even his opponent is like, what are you still doing here? I'm going to fight you. No. No, I fight the girl. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, I, I read the title card. I'm not fighting you. I would totally fight you, but uh, you've been paralyzed. <laughs> You're covered in scorpions. And Rick is like, oh, no. <laughs> Get them off me. Yeah, so then Fuka intervenes, and then it has me thinking, it was like, well, you got disqualified in, or the first round was declared a draw because a team member interfered with your match, which is exactly what happened to this one. So is this one also going to end in a tie? Double tie. and that <laughs> Double tie, and then... I mean, that's the only way to do it, to create tension in the final match, right? Yeah. Because if they have two wins and a tie, and there's only one match left... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's fine. Sometimes this would have worked, worked much better if there were five people and you didn't have. Uh, oh well, you it's incapable of you, or it's uh, impossible for you to win. Yeah, I don't know. Like like I've said a hundred times, not 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 my favorite series we read every every month. Yep, the other one is Bakuman, so I guess that's like, super fair. But anything else you want to say on it? No. All right, that just leaves personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank all the characters, not all the characters, where we rank characters from manga from best to worst. At the very top is the best ninja, Uzumaki Naruto. Is is there a sexy jutsu? Yeah, there is a sexy jutsu in this volume I forgot to talk about. Where Copy Ninja copies Yonagi. Yes. And explodes. And is like, (laughs) feel my boobs. And Rekka is like, uh, Yonagi's boobs aren't those aren't that big. Yeah, good good stuff, Rekka. Mm-hmm. At the bottom is that guy who's not Yamcha from that guy. And I got reincarnated as Yamcha. In the middle, we have Tomura Shigaraki from My Hero Academia and Buggy the Clown from One Piece. From Flame of Rekka, we ha- our top character is Fuko Kurosawa at number twenty three. We then have Rekka Hinabishi right behind her at number twenty four. Kaoru Kanagi at forty nine. Kagehiyoshi, Rekka's mom, at 51, Domon at 56, and Kurei, Kurei at 57, and Yanagi at 58. So, I think we still have Water Sword Guy? I would have written... We did him last week. Did we? Yes. Is that... You put a thing of, like, Ice Sword Guy or Water Sword Guy next to it, so that you could tell. Did I not save the thing? Is that the problem? That could be the problem, because that's who we did last week. 
Two weeks ago, you mean. But okay. Yes. Last time we did Flame. Gotcha. First up, is Rekka too high? He's more I... of a keto from Bakuman. Takagi. Mm-hmm. The writer. Maybe. Like, we had hopes for him, and he keeps not yes. living up to them. Yes, exactly. That is my point. So that is it time to uh, to discipline our son in the hopes that getting lower on this list will motivate him to try to rise up and again. Yes. He's definitely worse than Akito. Yep. Do you think he's worse than Lucy from Fairy Tale? I don't have a a dog in that fight. Yeah, he seems I don't know if it's just the way this tournament has been going with the but like the fact that Rekka is always surprised when one of his teammates isn't fighting. Like I realize that's not Rekka's specifically Rekka's fault. But it's like, you don't, like, oh, don't worry, I'm injured. I'm actually going to be a commentator. When did you have time to do this? You literally entered 10 seconds ago with the rest of your team. Like, did nobody communicate at all? So, I would give it to Lucy. I like Lucy. I pro- think he's probably worse than Ranma from Ranma One Half. Yeah. Is he worse than Koaoki and Akira Hitori from Bakuman? Yeah. Probably. I feel like he's worse than Santa from Sweet Rain. Fair. Then Fukuda from Bakuman. The leader of Team Fukuda. He he draws the what's it called? The other manga. He was uh Eiji's assistant. Mm. And then mostly he yells at people and tells Aoki to oh, drop panic shots better. When you when you were saying Team Fukuda, I was still thinking of Flame of Record characters. I <laughs> was like, who's Team Fukuda? What? <laughs> yes, he is worse than him. He's probably worse than Goku, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Is he worse than Kazuo Hiruma from Bakuman, the guy who writes Otter 11? I don't want to keep giving it to the Bakuman characters <laughs> just because the they're Bakuman. They're the, yeah, the problem is that they're good, so yes. <laughs> is he worse than Asta from Black Clover? Yeah, because like, his moment, his like shonen moments haven't been that great either. Is he worse than Goro Miura from the second editor that they get in Bakuman? This is where I could start seeing maybe not just immediately giving it to the <laughs> Bakuman characters. I still like Mira. Okay, well, let, let's change the question, because right below Mira, we have Ida from My Hero Academia. I don't know, this is this is tough. I do so, so that means we're in the right area, right? Yes. Yeah, we're in the right area, because I do still like Rekka. Like, we liked him a lot, thinking that, oh yeah, he'll be able to do this, this will be pretty cool, and then he just kind of didn't. Okay. So do we want to not punish him too much and just put him right below Asta then? Sure. Okay. So dropping to number 43 from number 24. Oof. So almost 20 whole spaces. More than 20 spaces. 21. I can do math. Nope. Nope. 19. I can do math. <laughs> Somewhere around 20 spaces. Uh, who do we want to add from, from this series? Who's even left? I um, mean, there's hundreds of characters that <laughs> we, uh, we don't care we don't about. Care about. We make the list. We can say no one qualifies. No one's good enough for it if we want. That doesn't seem... I feel like there must be someone. There's the uh, origami chick has a little bit in this volume. That's true. But She gets, a, she gets like, character motivation. The thing is, I'm staring at a list of Flame of Wrecked characters with pictures and cannot find her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe she vanishes after this tournament. It also could just be that I... Oh, is, no, I think Neon was her... Maybe she changes her style. Can you find the bald monk dude? Because he'll probably she'll probably be listed in his page at least. Like I found Neon, who I feel like is the captain of the sound. Yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah, the, Neon. The, that is Neon, her. the flute one. Yeah, yeah, Neon. Okay, for, uh, I didn't recognize her for some reason. Do you want to add her? The eighth strongest member of Kurai's group. Sure, I guess. We don't have, I mean, oh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking of a different person. Ah, let's just not add anyone. Okay. I don't want to. That's fair. You don't want to. Not really. So yeah, no, nobody's powerful enough for our list. Nobody is better than that guy who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. Yeah. Kind of sucks, but there it is. All right, next week we're reading Bakuman. Yeah. That's a good series. We like that one. And I do want to say, it's not that I don't like reading... Flame of Rekka. Yeah, it's fine while I'm reading it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not like, oh, God, I have to read this again. It's by breaking it down and analyzing it, it just kind of tends to fall short of a lot of things. And this is something that 
I do a lot with movies where I can almost like just turn my brain off and enjoy the ride. And as long as I don't analyze it afterwards, it's fine. But if I do, it's like, oh, that kind of like starts ruining the experience. If it's like, ah, this this wasn't a particularly good movie, but I still enjoyed it. And so I still enjoyed, like you said, while reading it, it was fine. So, Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Flame of Wreck's Sin is that it's not as good as Yu Yu show. Yeah. Which is not even the best manga by the guy who wrote Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those. I, I'm sorry, but you're you're just a little outclassed by a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. All right. If we don't have anything else to say on Flame of Rekka, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out our past episodes on Flame of Rekka. You can also see our Discord channel there if you want to yell at us about being wrong about Flame of Rekka. Totally I, know, I know someone did recommend this to us because they yes. really liked it. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Yeah. Have a great week, everyone. Stop.